opportunity to talk to Arielle Belvalere over Zoom video. Arielle talked about where she grew up and how she got into music. She was from Connecticut. And she's an insane guitar player. Such a great guitar player. Lead singer. And gymnast as well. She started out in gymnastics. And she said one day she was at gymnastics and a song came on in the gym. And she just stopped what she was doing and had to listen. Well, what is this? What is this? Ended up being complicated by Avril Lavigne. So she has this really funny story of how she got the Avril Lavigne CD. Um, bought it for her dad for his birthday. <laughs> uh, but then from there, she was hooked. She joined a cool little rock band. They had this, this really cool thing in her town in Connecticut where they would pool people together, form a rock band of, you know, of kids, teach them some songs, and then they got to play live. So she was the singer in this rock band. And while she was singing, she heard the song Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. This was, I don't know if she was at practice or how she heard the song, but at that moment, she's like, I need to learn how to play guitar. Avril Lavigne plays guitar. It's cool. I want to learn how to play guitar. So she spent a year trying to learn the solo, the Crazy Train solo. She ends up nailing it and just became obsessed with performing and guitar from that moment on. She put a video up of herself doing an Ozzy Osbourne cover, which went viral online has over well over a million plays this video got her a gig playing with a cover band and she would do like three hour sets she had to learn 75 songs she learned that in two weeks ended up becoming not only a guitar player in the band but the front front woman so she's singing all the songs playing lead guitar doing the splits and all these crazy gymnastics on stage from there she's approached by a company in new york and she joins this kiss-esque female group where she was wearing all this makeup and she was the lead guitar player for that group. This landed her gigs as a touring guitar player and now she's focusing on her solo career. She has photos and videos of herself doing like aerial work, like upside down guitar soloing and she's just got this amazing stage presence and she just started putting out music under her name as a solo artist. Most recently released the video for the song Elastic, which is an incredible video. She's soloing, standing up on a motorcycle, and recently also released the song Diamonds or Coal. So definitely check those out. And you can watch the video version of our interview on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Ariel Belvalere. This podcast is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Bring it. Cool, cool. <laughs> your videos are so good. I think I watched one when you were like 15. And oh, my God. Like at the moon. And I'm like... My mind is blown. You're such a good guitar player. Oh, thank you. That was the video that started everything, too. <laughs> was it really? Okay, well, we'll get into that. Um, yeah. First off, tell me where you were. You're born in Connecticut? I am. Um, hope, hoping to visit soon, but uh, yep, okay. Connecticut. And then I moved to New York City after, and then now Los Angeles. Oh, cool. Okay, so you're in LA now. Rad. Yeah. So born and raised in Connecticut. Yep. Okay, tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, Connecticut was actually really good. I think when I lived in Connecticut, I actually played more live shows than I ever did anywhere else. Interesting. Um, yeah. I started out in a little kid band actually, when I was 10 years old as just a singer. 
And then, um, yeah, I, I had a little studio I worked, I uh, took lessons at, and they had a program called Rock Band Jam that put a student from each instrument together and they coached us as a band. That so I would, yes, that was the best way to get started. So we would have rehearsals twice a week. We don't have shows once a month. And then later on, I joined um, a cover band when I was 17. I was not old enough to get into any of the bars that we played every single weekend. So my parents sure. would come with me and I had giant X's on oh, my the big X's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the don't serve alcohol to this child X. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, so I literally had live shows with a band every single weekend for how long did I do that? Like a year or two? It was amazing. And then I moved to New York for, um, shortly after to do my own music. It was great. I did a lot of recording and did a lot of shows for other people and then some shows for myself as well. Okay. And then Los Angeles. Los Angeles was amazing. Um, that's when I booked my first wild, crazy tours. And those were mainly just as a guitar player for other touring bands, which was such a great experience. But I am so thrilled to just be fully immersed in my own music now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, how did you get into music? I mean, 10 years old already put into a rock band. Were your parents uh, musicians yeah. at all? Or No. So I think I became a musician by complete accident. Okay. <laughs> I was in gymnastics summer camp because I was obsessed with gymnastics. You could not keep me from attempting wild, crazy flips in the backyard. So my parents were just like, just stick her in gymnastics, give her a helmet and save us all. So, That's awesome. My son is in gymnastics. He really? just we, we just took him to my wife dropped him off about an hour ago. At, he's been doing in this gymnastics camp all week. Amazing. Like trampolines and, yes. you know, like bars and everything to like uh, kind of get his energy out. But he loves it, man. I swear gymnastics is like parkour paradise for us. Oh, wild, yeah. crazy. Oh, I know. I wish I was in it as a kid, just thinking of like, oh my gosh, I wish I could jump on trampolines and do all this right <laughs> cool stuff as a kid. My parents didn't do that for me, but uh, yeah, we threw oh, him yeah. in gymnastics. He loves it. Oh, that's amazing. And when you're that young, you're not afraid either. It's like, you want to try a backflip off of a balance beam? Sure. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's no fear. No yeah. fear, which is, scares me. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised my dad didn't give me like a helmet or something. Right. right. So very young, you were doing gymnastics. And yeah. So I was actually, yeah, I was actually on the balance beam. <laughs> which is my least favorite gymnastics equipment, by the way. I was okay. always a bars fan. So I was on the, the balance beam, probably saying, I wish I was on the bars. And then Avril Lavigne came on the radio. And oh, I honestly God. don't even remember listening to the radio much. I know my parents played music, but like it never, never resonated. I never noticed anything. Mm -hmm. And then I heard this song. It was complicated. And I don't know. I just perked up and was just like enamored by this song. I think I actually jumped off the balance beam and just sat there staring at the ceiling or something. <laughs> like where's but, the speaker? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> People are probably like, what is her problem? But uh, I was, I was fully in it. And that song kept coming on too. So I was like, Oh, this is so cool. And I was home probably trying to watch some cartoon and I was flipping and I saw a little snippet of Avril Lavigne on TV. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God, that's that song. And it was, of course, it was like at the very end of the song. Sure. Um, so she 
you know, she went away and I was like, all right, I'm going back to Rugrats now. And um, <laughs> it was my dad's birthday. So my mom was like, okay, well, we'll go get your dad a present at Target. And um, we were in the music session section looking for CDs. And I saw Avril Lavigne. And I was like, we need to get my dad this CD. He <laughs> He'll this CD love this. Right <laughs> so yeah, I got myself Avril Lavigne for my dad's birthday. Oh, that's cool. And it was over. I wanted to be her, not like her literally her people had to call me avril or else they would not hear the end of it oh wow you're like i'm not ariel anymore i'm avril yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah i just started wanting to be her um i realized i actually did have a talent for singing so my mom would stuck me in voice lessons and that's how the whole band situation started and i've kind of fell into guitar too i saw avril holding a guitar so i knew it was okay mm-hmm. It was all right. She yeah, it was okay with her. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's it's Avril approved. And my dad was like, "Cool, I'll show you some chords." So, um So he plays uh, a little bit? Yeah, he knew all the chords. He had fun jamming on it, but I don't have like actual like professional musicians in the family. Just Right. You know, we had music equipment, which was great. And um yeah, I just fell in love with guitar. So my first time really playing guitar, I was already in a band, so I had to sing and play guitar from day 1. Wow. Yeah. So, so how did you find real quick? How did you find that uh, your parents just found this music like camp type yeah. thing? I mean, that sounds like the coolest thing I've ever heard. I've never Isn't heard it? of anyone being in that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. I think they saw it maybe in the paper or something, but I was taking voice lessons first. And then they uh, started doing the rock band jam. They call it the place is called Summit Studios in Manchester, Connecticut. And that started everything. Okay. <laughs> but it was so cool. So I'm playing guitar and singing. And then I heard Crazy Train one day. And oh. I was just like, oh, my God. Sorry, Avril. I want to do that. <laughs> I need to learn that. <laughs> Man, it took me a year to learn that solo because I had just started. And when I say learn, I could get through it. <laughs> but still, that's impressive to be yeah. even within a year to have real you hadn't really played guitar much right at this yeah, point thankfully i had like no real life once i started music so it was like all right lock yourself in the bedroom let's go and but then weren't, you know, were you still doing gymnastics because i've seen videos of you like air you were like upside down like soloing like was that yeah. still were you still think, doing gymnastics at this point i think i was still doing gymnastics up for a while and then like once my my kid band started really working it was kind of okay do you want to do gymnastics or oh you're yeah i think i made the right choice (laughs) i would think i think so as well (laughs) yeah so the first time i played crazy train out with my kid band i was so nervous to play that solo and then i did and the audience was dead quiet and i was like oh my god i know i missed like did I shank this? Several notes. <laughs> yeah. But then they started screaming and they're like, oh my God, a little girl played that solo. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's like that. It's like that. I mean, let's go. It was just okay. over. <laughs> wow. How old are you at this point? Um, I think I was probably like 14, maybe 13, okay. 14. 13, 14. Yeah. And is that when it was over and you just were like, I want to be a guitar player? I mean, obviously you still sing and you're still a fantastic singer. Did it all 
Were you still like fronting ish the that band for a while? Oh or? yeah, I was okay. always the front of the band. <laughs> I remember like when you're younger, they always ask you what you want to be when you grow up, and you can say anything in elementary school, and nobody. Of course. Cares. Yeah. But, you know, middle school through high school, they still ask you that. And every single time I said rock star and then people would laugh. And I was like, just you wait, just you wait. That's cool. No <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> it never went away. So that's great. <laughs> wow. So when, when, like we were talking about earlier, that video of you playing um, Howl at the Moon when you're or Bark at the Moon, the Aussie song when you're 15 you said that kind of changed everything for you. I mean, this, the video has an insane amount of plays on YouTube. Oh was that God. something like, tell me about that moment and like so what, what happened with that? My first YouTube video ever. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I just put that video up and I think um, probably Mr. Crowley too. Cause I was going through my Aussie phase. Okay. That also never left, but <laughs> um, yeah. So I had these two videos and I had no following. I think I had like one follower. And then I remember some of my my frenemies in school saying, wow, two whole views. You've got some uh -oh. fans there. And then this video just took off like wildfire, uh, like wildfire and got over a million views. And it really started kickstarting my career. But since I had really just started playing lead, it was not the cleanest. And I was also one of the first female young guitarists on YouTube and it wasn't as accepted then. So uh -huh. I got attacked. Oh, like, really? Hey, oh my God. Yeah. I like, I would literally have hundreds of comments every day telling me to quit, go back to the kitchen. It was crazy. So I'm just like, Oh my God. How did you get through that? Like being bullied at 15 like that? That's I wrote songs. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. So yeah, my songs were rather <clears throat> angry back then, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, you know, it was definitely a battle. So within all of the craziness, I also got so much positivity and I started booking gigs and then getting a following from that. So it, it was definitely a double-edged sword that kind of kickstarted my career. Uh -huh. And from there, I just started booking actual shows and was just, continuing to grow and just trying to create new content. Wow. Did you, how quickly did you said the video caught fire? I mean, after your peers were like, Oh, it's two views. Like how quickly were you able to come back and be like, Oh yeah, look at it now it has a million. What, what's your video at like four? <laughs> you oh, know, like, how fast I were you able that. to like, throw it back in their face? Oh man. I love that. Like a year later go like, Oh, Hey Ariel. I remember the little girl playing crazy train in my living room. And I was like, yeah, I still remember you real well. <laughs> oh, so now they're trying to be your friend. Totally. Totally. Of and, course. Right. You no, know, I'm totally cool with it. I'm just like, you can do whatever. I'm not actually coming over, but I'll be. I'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. So from that, I mean, the video goes nuts, but you're still doing that band. You said you got into like a cover band when you're yeah. 17 and couldn't really go into the clubs or play yeah. the bars. Like, so how did that happen? That was amazing. They actually found me from my videos. Um, Cause uh, you know, at that point I would step in with other bands. My parents would bring me to other live shows and just, we would just step in with the band and, you know, I got some new videos from that, put them up on YouTube and uh, yeah, people were like, Hey, come play with us. So it kind of just, kept going from there. And I was playing three hour shows like every weekend. 
sometimes wow. Friday, sometimes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was, it was a lot, but that I, I call that like rock star training. <laughs> sure. So you were doing that and what you just had to learn these, a bunch of songs, like three hours of the material is a lot. Oh yeah. Um, I still did it pretty quick back then. Like, um, I'm pretty sure it's like 75 songs. You have to learn to just be prepared for like the bar Anything. cover gigs. Cause you're playing three sets like all night. Wow. So that was a good challenge. I just took a stab at it and was like working 24 seven. And I managed to get the set down in like two weeks. They were really surprised. And they were like, Oh, we, um, we have a sub singer for this show. Cause we didn't know you'd be ready. And I was like, Cool. I'll share the stage, but I'm totally ready. <laughs> oh, so you were the singer also of the cover band? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was lead guitarist. I played keyboards in the band sometimes on a few songs. I so just this, did it all. <laughs> so this band finds you and then you're like, yeah, I'll join, but I'm going to just take over and be this. This isn't totally. this is now my band. <laughs> Thank totally. you. Totally. It's wow. so funny. They actually hired me to be the singer. They're like, you, you, you can sing. We need a singer, but you're going to play guitar, too. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. And I'm going to play you lead. <laughs> yep, totally. And I will probably be in a split. <laughs> you may have to help me up, but I'm pretty sure I got this. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're doing gymnastics already at this point and playing. Yeah. Um, you already yeah. had like the full live show nail. I, I did. I, I think I was just born crazy and it just. It made sense on stage. <laughs> wow. So obviously people are going to these gigs to see you. They, this, I thought maybe you had joined a, a, an established-ish cover band as just like a guitar player. Yeah, I got really lucky. I got to be the lead and we had another um, a male singer so we could do like all the songs. Right. And um, they were known for being a really fun party band. And then they have me. So like, the combination was just so much fun for the audience and we we all just loved it so much <laughs> that's so cool that's so yeah cool. and then you moved to new york did you go to new york yeah. to go to college or did you go just to yeah surprisingly no i was actually from my videos they found me actually I was signed to an all girl glam rock band. It was like the first big signed project. We wow. had like secret identities kind of. It was like the female kiss band because we had insane makeup. Like my face was pink sparkles. I had feather eyelashes on. <laughs> my name in the band was Lexi. <laughs> oh, wow. They had, yeah, they had different names for us. I had platinum blonde hair at the time and they teased it like in a, full on faux hawk. It was insane. So what was this was band a, called? If you don't mind, it was me. actually called sweet child. It never quite took off. Um, we but just, is there videos of this on YouTube? Because I want to see your. Yes, your there videos. actually is. Um, this band is how I met the other artist I had toured with Nick West. She was in the band. So I think you can see one of our videos um, if you look up Nick West back in black because uh, Sweet Child, the band, okay. covered that song and she was singing it up, singing on that one. So I think she has that one up somewhere. OK, I'm going to look for it while we're over chatting because I'm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Get oh, ready I think I found it. Yes. Oh, so was she the vocalist? Yeah, her and I both did lead vocals and uh, she was lead on that song. Okay, that's cool. All right, I'll watch this later. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so fun. <laughs> okay, so that you they found you on YouTube. You moved to New York to join this band. Was it already a band or was it like, hey, we, we found these people and we're going to put together this 
like yeah. like super group kind of cover band? Yeah, um, it was totally a super group. Um, we had a ton of originals, but um, to start off, we did two covers just to, you know, try to get attention. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually came out after the band had finished because, um, you know, Nick was starting to take off with her own career. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the management was kind of going in a different direction. So it was like a really good way to get into, you know, New York City as, you know, a brand new artist uh, meet some connections. And I always wanted to do my own stuff. So when it ended, we were all completely fine with it and starting to do our own things. But it was it was so cool. And um, having that makeup was really amazing on stage. I think I still wake up with glitter in my mouth sometimes from oh, that. But I can imagine. Totally oh, I'm watching it. it now. This is so cool. It's like neon. You got like the yeah. neon vibe going on. Yup. Yup. Oh, that's cool. I had to walk through the subway stations of New York like that sometimes. That was fun. Really? <laughs> I was like, nothing to see here, people. <laughs> Were you, did you have to do all the makeup and everything on your own? Thankfully, no. We had okay. like a watered down version that we could do ourselves. But um, for the big shoots, we had a full on makeup artist. I think the um, makeup artist from the Broadway show Wicked was the one who did that. Really? Yeah, Whoa. crazy. And would you do show, like, tell me about, what shows were you guys doing? and you had originals were you writing all together or did they kind of like hand you over yeah. songs we had a little bit of everything um we actually never did a live show we were just in the studio all the time and then studio sessions and then the uh, band kind of went in a separate direction but we had one live show booked and everything kind of ended before that so i was like i'll do the show i'll do it with my oh, own stuff okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like don't worry we can fill the slot. We're good. So, um, so yeah, you played I, I, it. So you did the show yourself. Where was the show at? It was at the Bitter End in New York City, uh, which Whoa. was one of the places I always wanted to play since I love Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, that's a big moment, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, that was so much fun. So I did my own originals with a live band. It was so much fun. Did you have a record out, or because I'm on your Spotify, you just you just have some newer songs, a couple new songs, but yeah, did you have an album at prior under your name, or I did, but um, I never had Spotify or anything else. I had physical CDs I would hand out. <laughs> oh, cool! So you yeah, just Spotify sell them out as you played, like at the shows you'd play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never really knew what I was doing. I didn't know about streaming at the time, so I just. Yeah really just wanted to perform live and you know post guitar solo videos because that's what did really well and then Uh you know later on i learned no if you want to be a solo artist you have to have your own music out there for people to hear everything is just an added bonus so luckily we're there now yeah well when did that start when did you stop kind of didn't you say you moved to la as a touring guitar player yeah. So, okay, so how um, do you get from New York to L.A.? And what made you? I was choose? actually starting to get a lot of gigs in L.A. and was flying back and forth. So um, gigs I was as a solo artist or gigs? to No, as a hired okay. guitarist. Um, I figured it'd be a really great way to learn, you know, all about touring and everything. Right. And it definitely was. So what was, I was the first playing- one you got? And like, how did that happen? It was amazing. So um, I actually went to Nam in L.A. with okay. my glam rock band. Oh, you did. I, OK. Yes. I started meeting all these amazing, really cool people in L.A. And they would just take me into their studios. We would jam, play live and they would produce things. And I was like, OK, I need to be in L.A. 
But um, the first band I toured with in L.A. was actually Nick West, who I was in the oh. glam rock band with, with her sure. stuff. So we did we did a world tour from there. I toured in um, Paradise Kitty, which is an all-girl Guns N' Roses tribute. I still play with them sometimes. Wow. And a uh, Michael Jackson experience. So I was on the road like 24-7 with multiple multiple bands as the guitarist. And I loved touring, but it was not my own stuff yet. So it took, let's see, I think three years ago, I uh, met a songwriter. He's actually in Nashville. Um, He found me just online and was working as a songwriter for this one company that actually ended up signing me. So I'm signed in Nashville right now, but I do everything from L.A. Wow. Yeah. So we just started recording all these original songs and like coming up with a plan to just get me out there as a solo artist, which is what I've always wanted. And here we are. <laughs> wow. So Nick West is the first band that you played in as a touring guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And she would let me sing Sweet Child of Mine. And then oh, cool. I would just back her up on guitar. She is amazing. And both of us would be doing the splits because we're wild. <laughs> oh, rad. So you've always continued to do, obviously continued to do the gymnastics, but it was all what, just as fun? Like never. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm all about putting on a show. The more wild and crazy, the better. Uh, I just love seeing the audience reactions to when you do a trick with a guitar. So they would always love the splits. So then I was like, cool, I'll add a back bend. And they loved that. So I would always just try to be completely over the top, head banging in a split. I discovered aerial <laughs> gymnastics a couple yeah. years ago. Oh, so that's was, new. Yeah, I actually went to a circus workout class. I was like, ooh, this sounds dangerous. I'm in. Okay. And um, they had the aerial equipment. So I hung upside down and was like, wow, I'm really good at this. It's just like gymnastics. Now, how can I add my guitar? <laughs> I actually had a waist strap that, you know, it's supposed to keep the guitar off your shoulders to just keep your shoulders healthy. So I did the complete opposite and was like, okay, how can I do dangerous stunts with this? Right. And it worked. The guitar didn't hit me in the head. I could be upside down and a monster was created. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then were you doing like, how, did you in implement that into your live show then? And how would you even do that? I did. Um, I first started out just, you know, just doing little guitar riffs upside down and taking pictures. And then I was scouted by the gong show. (laughs) They're like, can you perform a whole routine of just gymnastics guitar? And I'm like, sure. And then- Oh, um, really? The gong, what? Oh yeah. That was- who hosted that? Wasn't that Mike uh, Myers? Okay, that's what it was. Okay. So that so you were on that show. I was. I tried okay. really hard not to quote Austin Powers to him. I succeeded, yeah, but it that'd was hard. be hard. <laughs> yeah, that would be hard. Okay. Yeah, so so that, what what year were you on that? When was it? I'm terrible with years. Uh, I want to say oh, like good. maybe 2018. Oh, okay. 2018, yeah, 2019. Yeah. So what they they contacted you. They found you what online? Yeah, they just um, found, I think, the pictures of me doing Ariel and were like, can you perform on the show? And I was like, sure, no problem. And then I realized, oh, a whole minute long routine of just nothing but a solo and gymnastics is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> but I did it. So now my goal after doing that is to just have a little bit of it peppered into my show here and there, like, you know, sing the song like a normal human being on the ground, um, do this guitar solo, and then 
I would love to do some aerial as a little finale. Okay. That's the goal. That's the goal. goal. Okay. From that show, did that kind of, did that help you out as far as getting eyes on you? Or like, how did you get the deal with the Nashville company? They actually were working with me before just as a songwriter. Um, Yeah. They liked working with me and then they formed a label. So it was just like, you want to be an artist on the label? And I was like, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) Of course. So um, Elastic was the first song we put out. And I feel like that song and that music video that we did was what really kickstarted me as like a solo artist. And after that, I'll still play with other people, but I love doing my own stuff, too. Okay, so last and that record came out what a few months ago or last year, right? Yeah, not, that, not that song long ago. came out in November, uh, last November. Okay, and that video was just so much fun. Like guinea that's pig the one where it. you're on the. Are you on like the motorcycle and yes. the video? Okay, yes, that's cool. How did you get? That's that's rad. Was that all shot like within like this yeah. whole pandemic? I mean, that must have been. It a was. Challenge. <laughs> we made the video with three of us. Crazy. Really. Right? Yeah. Well, three people on the crew and then me. It was pretty amazing how that all came together. And that desert scene on the motorcycle, it was insane. Um, So I was on the back of the motorcycle. I had in-ear monitors so I could hear. And then we'd start riding and I would stand up when I was ready and give a little thumbs up. We had a sprinter van driving alongside the motorcycle with the camera sticking out the side door. And that's how we got those shots. How wild is that? And it was at like Whoa. five in the morning too. <laughs> was it, that must've been scary. Was it scary to stand oh up? God. I mean, you said you're, you're pretty, you know, you're, it's you're kind a daredevil, of funny. but like. One thing I was always afraid of was riding on motorcycles. I remember the first time uh, I got into LA, <laughs> Uh, my friend picked me up to bring me somewhere else. And I thought he had a car, but it was a motorcycle. Oh. I was like clinging to him for dear life. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, I'm pretty sure uh, the whole thing that got me through that motorcycle, because he was weaving through traffic too, of course. I was just like, okay, what am I going to do in the next life after I die on this motorcycle? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of like, never again. And then this, um, the director, Hunter McCann, was just like, Oh, how awesome would it be? Like, you know, you already do the aerial. What if you stand up on the back of a motorcycle <laughs> with your guitar? And I was just like, oh my God, I'm terrified of that. But there's a guitar involved. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So then you obviously did it. That still must have been terrifying. Oh, yeah. We were speeding at a whole like four miles per hour. Oh, so you're going so slow. Amazing. That was my next question. How fast were you going? But slow? Yeah. We actually went faster after that, but not not too fast. Um, I was scared the first time to do it. But then after that, I was kind of like, oh, this is nothing. I'm yeah, not even this. upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I could imagine that you couldn't be going too slow or the bike would tip. So there's like probably a yeah. fine line of like how fast you could go without. Yeah, yeah. We, we found a, a good happy medium. And if like there was a bumpy area. <laughs> Um, sure. we just like weave away and the van would follow us That's so it cool. was it was so cool there's actually a um parachuter up above us that day probably looking down saying what in the hell is going on yeah <laughs> oh he wasn't a part of the shoot he was just there no. <laughs> <laughs> not every day you see a girl in the desert on the back of a motorcycle with a guitar being filmed out of a sprinter van <laughs> right there where were you guys at somewhere in the 
in the desert off of LA? Cause yeah, like that um, shot of that? you like- It was just on some playa a couple hours away from LA. Oh, El Mirage. Okay, it's a beautiful scene when you're you're driving out and just like yeah. the cracked sand and like how it looks oh, yeah. is just really cool. They do a lot of motorcycle races there. So it was kind of perfect. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's cool. Fun. Where were you when this whole virus hit? Um, I was actually on tour. My friends had started, I was um, playing with the Michael Jackson tribute, actually. My friends had started losing a lot of their shows, but we still had all of ours. And I was just like, oh, maybe it's a coincidence because you don't realize something's going on yet until it happens to you. Right. And we were actually at Soundcheck to do our show. And right at Soundcheck, they're like, guys, we have to cancel the show. You guys will still get paid because you flew all the way out here. We were in Florida and it was so crazy. And then that night we're all sitting in our hotel room saying, what is going on? And then it was email after email after email. All of my shows, I was canceled for almost a year out. All of them canceled. And we're all just sitting there having a mental breakdown. (laughs) Yeah. So some of the dancers started crying saying, I'm having a breakdown. And I was still okay at that moment. It was the next day that mine happened when like all the shows for a year went away. I got home and was like, what do I do? My whole entire life is on tour. Right. Your whole um, livelihood. What did you, yeah. yeah. What did you do? Actually, the pandemic was definitely a blessing in disguise just because I, I stayed home literally the whole time. I actually did the college thing online and just, I went to MI, Musicians Institute, and just learned more about guitar while I had time. But what can you possibly learn about guitar? (laughs) I mean, you're already so good. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm I'm one of these overachievers where I'm just like, I didn't go to college. I'm not good enough. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to school. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Some music theory, because I learn everything by ear. Um, So they definitely challenged me. It was great. But I mainly took that time to just learn all I could about my craft, take voice lessons, and also just develop myself as a solo artist. Mm -hmm. Because Elastic had just come out. We, um, We started doing the music video. And it was really that music video that just springboarded it. Because when I saw myself on screen, I was like, oh my God, my eight-year-old rock star dreams are coming true. Sure. You know, you have a video, like big stuff. I went into turbo mode during the pandemic and have daily lists. What can I do to promote my solo career today? So I time to just really get into the mindset of being a solo artist and do everything I could. And um, like I said, I love playing with other people and I definitely will for um, the certain bands. But in addition, I'm always going to be a solo artist now. Cool. And you wrote and yeah. you've, you have three songs out diamonds and Co- or diamonds or coal is the most recent. Yeah, that's my new one. That one came out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, similar vibe to elastic, you know, about a back and forth relationship. Are we going to are we going to make it? Are we diamonds or are we going to fail and be a hot mess? Like, Cole? sure. <laughs> That song's really fun because I I love the guitar solo. It has a little bit of a no doubt feel, Uh but I'm so excited to just be putting out original music and just showcasing myself as a solo artist because I can do all of these things, but I was always known as the guitarist or the guitar girl. Guitar player. Right. So now you're obviously a solo artist. You got some songs out. What's 
having all those shows canceled for a year plus out, was that all as a guitar player in various bands? Yeah, yeah um, actually, all of them were as a guitarist. Like I would sing backgrounds and some of them, that's that's not the same. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, as upset as I was, because that was really hard, because, you know, it's like as a musician, what do you do? Every single piece of work went away. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, like I said, it was definitely a blessing because it got me into the mindset of a solo artist and made me put all of my energy into that, which was actually really good. Mm-hmm. And Pretty so now good. now you're just going to go full force as a solo artist. Do you have any are you going to oh, still yeah. do the other gigs or not so much? I will. Um, I'm always down to do gigs that inspire me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love getting gigs in other genres cause I'm just the music nerd who wants to be thrown into it and learn everything I can. Mm-hmm. So I have an R and B book, uh, gig booked. That's oh, awesome. cool. Yeah. And I'll do, I'll do funk stuff and you know, I will always keep up with some of my rock songs or my of rock course. gigs. So I'll play with anybody who inspires me uh-huh. and just, if I love the music and vibe, I'll definitely do it. But I'm all, I'm never gonna stop doing the solo artist thing. Um, and I, if I do go on tour with other people, I will continue to work on my music, probably from my hotel rooms. <laughs> sure, sure. Do you yeah. have a? Are you gonna put a record out, or is he, are you gonna play just put out singles? Because I mean, right now it's with the yeah. way the music industry is, you don't really need to put out a full album anymore, right? Yeah. So we have enough to put out a full record, but. It seems to be a singles game these days. Mm-hmm. You, you want each song to get enough attention. And it's like for the record today, it's not like you have you have B-sides anymore. Right. There's no like album cuts, yeah. right? They're all they all have to be bangers. Exactly. So it's a lot more work to get the full record, but you want each song to get a little bit of love. Sure. So what's the plan? Do you have shows coming up? I mean, stuff's opening up now, right? Yeah. So um, I just performed with a live band for the first time with my own stuff a couple weeks ago. I've done a couple other shows. What was that like? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) My face hurt from smiling so hard that entire time. Um, I love that. It was one of those moments where all of the work I put into my craft in the pandemic just shined and i even shocked myself like my my voice surprised me live it was so much stronger than i had ever remembered my guitar solos were spot on and my performance was so wild and crazy because you know when you lock up the beast for a year right crazy when you let them out (laughs) so that was the first show you had back too i'm sure what yeah it was actually a uh, promo video just to send to different booking agents because mama wants to be on tour (laughs) (laughs) yeah Did, did you play in front of people then obviously we had a little audience just like there and it was like a camera crew so you know having the cameras there we were all just performing hard and man it felt so good it was kind of like this is what i need to do and this is what i'm supposed to be sure so it's gonna be that plus anything new that inspires me (laughs) i love that i can't wait to to see it and hopefully you'll be touring out here to nashville since your your labels here yes oh i love nashville (laughs) soon (laughs) awesome awesome well ariel thank you so much for doing this i appreciate it Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I have one more question. If you have any advice for aspiring artists. Absolutely. So 
the one thing I can tell you is just keep going. Like, don't let negative comments, negative anything keep you down because you will always get them. And in that, you also have people that fully support you. There's no such thing as a bad song. Anything you write is just, you know, showing you where you are now. And you can listen back to it later and be like, wow, I'm so much better. So just keep doing it. You know, put yourself out there. Reach out to everyone. Send random strangers your video. Like literally make a list of how you can keep going to just stay organized and keep keep inspiring yourself. Like um, the only failure you can do is quitting, really. (laughs) 